Welcome to the uh, first episode of Small Talk No More. I'm Alex, and today for the first episode, we've got an amazing professional, a good friend of mine, Rob Samuel. Uh, welcome, Rob. Can you tell us uh, what you do, who you are? Um, well, I work for a company called We Are Social, or a digital creative agency, um, usually based out of Moorgate, but obviously currently living up at home. Um, I work on the Activision account, so working with Call of Duty, and we get all the digital content now. Cool. Okay. Um, so we're going to start with a quick game with a couple of questions. Um, so first of all, um, I'm going to put a timer on uh, for about 30 seconds. Let's see how quick you can respond. Okay. Um, right. So uh, first question is, favorite song or album? Uh, probably Rage Against the Machines debut just because it was that album that really like took me onto music. Cool. And someone who inspires you? Uh, probably going to go with Yuval Noah Harari. I read all his books recently. Sapiens definitely must read. Cool. Um, I, I'll just put a stop there. I tried to read Sapiens, but I kind of got stuck around the middle. So it's kind of oh, really? a thick book. It is a big yeah. book. <laughs> Waiting for the movie to come out. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, someone who scares you? Um, conspiracy theorists. They're coming out of the woodwork even more at the moment. They're all mental. Um, they need to like adjust to reality. They terrify me. Cool. Like those that believe that planet Earth is flat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or anti-vaccines. It's like oh yeah, especially now when we don't have a vaccine for something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, a weird thing you used to do when you were a child? Uh, I used to eat across my plate in a linear fashion, so I had to eat what was closest to me first. <laughs> it was quite weird. <laughs> uh, your favourite Teletubby? Uh, I guess Dipsy, because he has like a badass hat and also he's green and that's the best thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, fuck, Mary kill. Boris Johnson, Trump and King Jong-un. Oh, oh, Jesus, that's really tricky. Uh, oh my God, King Jong-un. <laughs> Mary uh, Johnson, Ill Trump. <laughs> uh, tell us your favourite game, uh, current, you know, one of the newest uh, games. Oh, it's tricky. I'm playing Ori in the Blind Forest, which is actually a couple years old, but that's because the new one's just come out and I want to play that. So I'm doing that first. But otherwise, the only other games I'm playing are actually remasters of old games, Age of Empires 2 and Black Mesa, which is a Half-Life remaster. Cool. So really old school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either reboots of games or old oh, games. Yeah. <laughs> You could have said just Call of Duty, but, you know. I could have done, yeah. I should have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so let's move on to the main part of this chat, which is um, how do you think or what's your experience uh, with the impact of um, the lockdown and COVID to the gaming industry? Well, I think it's one of the few industries which has basically had absolutely no negative impact. It's been really 
great for it because everyone's at home and video games are something you do at home. You don't go down to the park to play video games. Um, so obviously, like, you've got things like Nintendo Switch, which is actually completely sold out everywhere because when we went into lockdown, the demand for it was insane. Like, the supply just can't keep up with demand. They're sold out. Um, you've also got games like Call of Duty Warzone, which I'm currently working on with, which are booming at the moment. We've got 60 million players um, this week, and the game's only been out two months. So that was a pretty, pretty good milestone you know that may not have been reached so quickly if we weren't all in lockdown right now the fact is were they prepared for that were they prepared for that amount of uh of players like what was call of duty ready to support such huge amount of people playing at the same time i think they were i think they were ready for it being a great success but obviously they they didn't predict that we're all going to end up in lockdown and that it was going to mm. be such an overwhelming success. Um, the effect of lockdown on Twitch streams and the number of players in game has definitely been beneficial for them. And I mm. don't think it was predicted to this extent. Um, so in terms of your work, um, has any you know, within your work, has any of the uh, departments been more affected? Say, for example, um, not negatively necessarily, but more into like who's busier now compared to before? And like, you know, has anyone had to change the day-to-day duties to kind of support other people? Or how, how's that working? Well, I know that within uh, development teams, it's become a bit harder because the development teams are usually in a big office together with all their development kit and moving back home was quite a logistical challenge because when you're developing a game you need specialized kit they had to get that all out mm. it's harder when people aren't collaborating directly so um within the advertising world i think um advertising revenues with from businesses have has dropped mm. um, because revenue spend revenues have dropped and as a result yeah they're cutting their ad spend so mm. i think ad agencies are feeling it a little bit um but then again things look like they might be changing quite rapidly because i think companies are realizing that in this time they definitely need to stay in the public consciousness to stay relevant and yeah exactly you know, yeah. if they're going to have be able to regain that success from things start to slowly approach normality again they need to make sure that they're not forgotten about so it's about staying in people in the public consciousness you know and retaining that um yeah that place in people's heads yeah <clears throat> sorry yeah that's that's actually something that i was talking about with um some of the people that have been interviewing not in in a podcast necessarily but you know a lot of people that have been having um catch-ups on zoom or google meet or whatever it's more about even if you'd not wanted to spend much money now, and, the, and you know, I've actually been trying to support them in that way, it's like this is a set of rules that I would suggest for you to follow. And then later on, we can maybe see how that can expand onto something yeah. else. But don't cut it out completely. No. Otherwise, you're going to disappear and people will forget about you because people yeah. forget really quickly. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't know about you, but this lockdown feels like it's been going on forever. You know, I've almost <laughs> forgotten what normal life is like. 
and that was barely two months. Yeah. Like you say, people forget very quickly. So you need to make sure you're still yeah. at the forefront of people's minds. Otherwise, yeah, you'll disappear into obscurity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're looking at a totally huge recession. We're looking at a bigger recession than the 2008 financial crisis. So yeah, not just businesses. Anyone who's kind of got something that they're you know in inverted commas selling needs mm. to make sure that they're staying in people's consciousness. Yeah. Lost. <clears throat> yeah. And also it's about the fact that, you know, I told you before we started recording that I'm getting emails from people saying, oh, we can do this. Or have you tried our amazing product or yeah. buy now? Or, you know, it's like, I'm not going to buy it now because first of all, even if I've got the money, I'm not going to start wasting it on stuff that is not fully necessary right now. If you're yeah. selling me like, I don't know, food, maybe. <laughs> But if you're trying to sell me like your new amazing product, I really don't care. Um, and this is where I think that people need to more focus on about being in front of audiences and giving stuff, even if it's not stuff for free, giving stuff that will be valuable than trying to say, my product's still the best, you need to come and buy it. Or um, Otherwise, people are just not going to care. It's kind of all. more of a PR exercise at the moment as well, isn't it? So that people yeah. develop a connection with that brand or whatever, rather than necessarily yeah. buying into it right now. But if they develop and curate that connection now, then later that will reap its reward. Yeah. No, yeah, 100%. So what do you think um, on that note, um, compared to the sort of goals or stepping stones that you guys had to go through, what was a challenge before? So, you know, if you could give an, an example of what was... And a, a challenge before lockdown and what's a challenge right now although we could make assumptions it's more about your personal experience what was a challenge before and what's a challenge now and what would be kind of the comparison to the ways of going over that challenge i think before there was more focus on making yeah just making people aware that the stuff was there whereas now it's mm. about really solidifying relationships with those products yeah that makes sense so the people that are in there really like in, not incorporating but yeah really making them feel at one with them and inseparable from it does that make sense yeah so strengthening those relationships between the two rather than just creating awareness mm -hmm. it's about strengthening relationships and finding so what, what's a way, because, you know, strengthening relationships usually are, before used to be done with an incredible PR event. So yeah. come and join and try the game or come down and we'll give you some goodies. Uh, and well, that's how I guess it will hook people up or, you know, the gaming conferences or anything that's to do with the creative yeah. world. Like everything's to do with like be there and then it's about the experience. So I think that people will get hooked up and building that sort of, um, relationship with a live experience but how how's that transforming into now when people all they've got at the house is just a screen as big as their laptops for example yeah um so they're doing a lot of like in-game events and stuff like that so you've got things like twitch drops so mm. you know if you watch a twitch stream for x amount of time you get this in-game item special limited edition in-game item you can use so mm. you watch it for even more time than you get Oh, this even better thing. 
um you've also got um kind of even bigger in-game events like a lot of you might have heard about travis scott performing in yeah um fortnite recently which was viewed by 12 million players which is mad and you know yeah. finding those ways travis scott can't perform to people at the moment um mm-hmm. everyone's at home and playing video games that's beneficial for both groups of people because people who are home and playing video games get to see something which they may actually not have gone out and seen otherwise also the artist is then finding a new you know an audience that he can't currently have due to lockdown situation so it's pretty yeah it's quite a unique event in that sense i think we'll probably see a lot more of that actually going forward so maybe even after yeah so yeah exactly so i'm guessing that now was before other industries of fashion music games they were always trying to like collaborate I'm guessing that now it will be more open for people to actually come up with stuff that will be oh, yeah. more fun. You've got um, brands trying to collaborate with Animal Crossing and stuff as well, which is a massive yeah. thing at the moment. You know, getting their yeah, yeah, yeah. things in. You know, some of you might have seen the thing where Elijah Wood just turned up in someone's garden. It's like complimenting their turnips on, <laughs> on Animal Crossing. There's lots of kind of mad stuff, but yeah, it's... Yeah. It's people's escape currently, you know, they can't go out in the real world, so let's go out in the virtual world instead. Let's have those yeah. experiences in that virtual world. So we, we're coming now to an end to our chat. Um, so just to finish up with, um, I'd like to know if you, you know, you, you've got this uh, uh, background, you've worked in different industries, including music, you've worked in healthcare, and now you're working in a quite exciting industry, which is game. Um have you got any tips for anyone that is a gamer or working in gaming industries, anyone that's looking to get into the gaming industry or complete change in their career and doing something that's as exciting as what you're doing? I mean, I think this applies for any industry. It's a bit of a cliche, but it's not just what you know, it's who you know. So it's always important mm. to get out there and network, um, find people within the scene you want to get into and yeah make friends and just talk about things like if you know the culture of that industry well Mm. you'll probably connect well with those people and then that will help you going forwards um yeah i would also say that it's important to keep on top of the latest news because the gaming industry moves very very fast you know um there are quite a lot of different business models so it's important to understand how they work and the culture that surrounds it, you know. Um, mm. There's a lot of money in the gaming industry. I don't know how many people know this, but the gaming industry is bigger than the, than Hollywood and the music industry combined. That's how much money wow. there is in it. So, like, if you can understand the business side of it as well, that will be really helpful. Um, I think one of my things I would like to personally encourage is that with the gaming industry there's actually probably still quite a lot of toxic masculinity and it's i think it's important that people do their best to counter this and encourage mm. a more accommodating atmosphere for girls and women in the industry in fact i know that bob mckelleny of it's always sunny in philadelphia fame is starting a t- new tv show um for, for apple i believe called mystic quest which is actually about this and he plays like some out of touch kind of toxic game developer guy 
called Ian, but it's pronounced like Iron. <laughs> um, and it's like a parody of the whole world. So personally, yeah, I think it's important to counter that and have a more accommodating atmosphere. That will definitely be beneficial for being in that wider industry. Cool. So yeah, those would be my main Cool, bro. Thank you so much. You are loads of fun. Uh, hopefully we'll see you. We're going to go grab a pint of beer and play some drunk pool at some point. Yeah, pub's when open. Pub's open. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. Nice to see you. Thank you so much. And um, thanks, everyone, thanks everyone for tuning in to our first, first chat of uh, Small Talk No More. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. See you later.